Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. As if you didn't know, the website at allamericangold.com. And uh, welcome to everybody uh, on this Thursday. Uh, just a couple of, of quick Reminders, uh, Eric's funeral uh, is being held on Saturday. Uh, we will have the Zoom feed on our website at allamericangold.com. We'll actually have that up there tomorrow. Uh, and then Saturday, we'll have all the details there as well, the time and all that. And then Saturday, if you so desire, uh, you can watch the funeral through Zoom. Uh, we are we continue to get a, just all kinds of cards and flowers and whatnot. If you if you want to send flowers, you can do that. Send them right here uh, to the office here in Phoenix. And as long as we have them uh, by tomorrow, uh, they'll be at the at the funeral as well. Um, and if uh, you need uh, the address here, uh, just go to allamericangold.com, and our, our address is is there for you as well. Uh, big shipping day yesterday. Uh, we, we have a few more today, uh, but essentially both places. I just I talked to Jason in Colorado. We're, we're caught up now. It, it took a while. Uh, the silver is the hardest thing. Uh, uh, we constantly now, uh, as we're adjusting here, I always have silver somewhere being to, you know shipped to us as fast as we can. Uh, silver eagles are, are just a no go. Uh, we we. You can get them. I mean, if you if you force me to get them, I can get them for you. But here's the problem: you're looking uh, now at at eleven to twelve dollars over spot. Just stick to the junk silver. Uh, it, it's it's way less, and and even the junk silver, as we told you, listen, it, it's pricey. You know, they're they're they're. It's the only silver around, uh, but it, but it's still way less. You know, five six dollars an ounce less. So. Uh, the quarters, the dimes, the half dollars. I uh, just got confirmation uh, before I got on the air. We've got more dimes and quarters. They're, they're leaving uh, our, our locations today and on our way uh, to Colorado and to Phoenix. Uh, but we are, uh, I think there's two orders total. By the time I'm done today, I'll only have two orders left here. Uh, so if you were one of those people that have been waiting, thank you. I appreciate the patience, uh, but but you're, it's there. It's coming. It's on its way. All of it is on its way, um, and hopefully, unless you know the post office, uh, the president was out again today, saying, "Hey, I'm not going to give funds." You know, he doesn't want uh, the mail-in ballot, and and again, I don't know if that's good, bad, or the other. Um, I, I think the way the Republicans view things, the Democrats are lazy. And if you if they don't have the to leave their house, uh, maybe more of them will vote. I don't know. Uh, and again, obviously, the bigger issue is fraud. And how do you control the fraud? And, and I've you know, election fraud has turned into you know blame the Democrats. Really, they're oh the Russians, the Russians, the Russians. Right? So. Uh, the, he's threatening to withhold fundings to USPS, uh, and, and it's creating this problem because USPS is slowing deliveries down and, and, and eventually saying, hey, listen, if we don't get more money, we can't deliver the mail. I, I, I don't know. So uh, 
everything's just a little bit slower. But the good news is everyone's getting their stuff, and and you just be a little more patient. Uh, but we are on top of things now. I think I've got it down, unless we run out of silver. You know, if we run out of of, of junk silver, then then uh, then we'll have a different problem. But right now, uh, silver pushing twenty seven dollars now. So not not quite all the way back, but but really a big improvement in the in in silver from from the lows here. Uh, gold uh, up again today here, uh, nineteen hundred forty five dollars. It was it's a few dollars higher than what it was yesterday, but. But again, last night after the market closed, uh, you had a, a big sell-off in the electronic trade, and then gold came back. So if you go to Kitco, you go to our website, you'll see gold up twenty or thirty dollars. That's the difference. The price is still the same. So, so the nineteen forty-five. And again, I think we've kind of uh, we needed the pullback, got the pullback. Uh, yeah, it was all in one day, but so what? Good, let it be done. Uh, the good part is uh, you're able to buy things for less. Uh, I still have some of the $20 gold pieces at $21.95, but I will let you know uh, I'm not real confident that we're going to make it through the rest of the day today on that. Uh, matter of fact, I may have another. I'm working on another item. But right now, if you want the cheapest price per ounce, and talking about gold, uh, it's going to be the $20 gold pieces at $21.95. Uh, after we're out and i got to go back, uh, you're, you're going to see that price jump up. Uh, but $2,200, uh, between $2,215 and $2,225, we'll see how uh, the, so, the gold market shakes out today. Uh, but somewhere in that level. So if you really want the, the, the rock bottom price, uh, jump, in that, uh, jump in there right now. Gold's up 10 bucks. Uh, 1945 silver's up 90 cents uh 26 dollars in 88 cents so just under uh 27 dollars the dow is mixed today we had jobless claims when we get back we're going to talk about we had some good news and really we had two pieces of good news in the jobless claims then we had a couple pieces of bad news in the jobless claims so i'll bring you up to speed on that as well and and uh, are we going to get some stimulus? According to the Democrats, uh, it's going to be a while. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800 Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, some good news, right? Hey, listen, we want good news. We do. Uh, jobless claims were below a million. Not a lot. But 963,000 people filed for unemployment claims. It's the first time in, I don't know, 21 weeks or something like that that we've had jobless claims below a million. Uh, it, it's, it's an improvement, and I think we'll keep seeing it. But just know, you know, the, the, so, so good news there. The bad news is jobless claims were 963,000. Right? I mean, right? Still a horrible number. Any other time, that number's terrible. Uh, the, the problem is, I don't see us getting back to a normal, a normal number. And, and we know this. In 2017, 2018, 2019, because of how uh, we got the new gig jobs now, so they get counted differently, 
a normal number is about 220, let's call it 225,000, give or take, on a week. Some weeks a little less, some weeks a little more. So when we're talking about almost a million, right, we're still saying, hey, that's four times greater than normal. So still a really, really high number. And historically, you know, if you threw out the other, the, first, the last 21 weeks, this would be an all-time record high. So good and bad. Good as it was less. Bad is still way too high. And then on top of that, the layoff announcements keep coming. You know, we, we talked yesterday, Steinmark, they got 300 stores. They're just closing down uh, today. Amazon, Amazon's letting go of 1,200 people. Uh, and, and there was, there was a, a, a bunch of, oh, American Airlines, so get ready. That's the other side of it. The airlines, they haven't been laying off because they got bailout money from the government. That money said, hey, you can't lay people off until uh, September 1st and October 1st, right? They, there's some stipulation. So get ready. We know the airlines are going to lay off hundreds of thousands of people. American was out notifying cities now, uh, especially smaller cities. They're just going to stop flying there. And I think you're going to see a lot of that, that consolidation uh, in the airline industry. One of the drawbacks, I guess, of the stimulus is... This thing didn't end right away. We were, they were hoping, all of us were hoping, hey, this was going to be a three-month deal. We'll shut down, we'll do this and that, and three months from now, everything will be back to normal. It didn't happen that way. And what we don't know is, is another wave coming? None of us know. Uh, if you believe the CDC, if you believe the World Health Organization, if you believe Fauci, yeah, another wave's coming. Right? Uh, I don't know if it is or isn't. I... I Listen, let's hope it doesn't. Uh, but normally with these things, if we go back, and the only thing really we can compare it to is another coronavirus, which was that Spanish flu, as it was called, right? The pandemic of 1918, which, you know, let, I'll let other shows tell you the history of it, but we created that one, right? That was us. <laughs> this is why a lot of us think, hey, the Chinese did this one, because, you know, it's a super killer. It really is, and, and and highly contagious, and all of those things, and and I can't prove it, right? And I don't think anybody is going to be able to prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt. But that's just my opinion. I think they created it. Uh, you could you can argue about whether or not it got out on accident or on purpose. You know how that all happened, but here we are. And that flu, it was the next wave that was really deadly. They, they were very similar to us. They had a first wave, and, and it was bad. And I know a lot of us would like to believe that New York and New Jersey, the East Coast, was the first wave. And then what happened in Florida, Texas, Arizona, California, right? That was the second wave. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. That was wave one. What happens in the fall will let us know if there's another wave coming. And if there is, right, all of this stuff becomes a moot point. But right now, we got below a million, but we do have some, some layoffs hanging over us in the near future. 
that we know are coming, that aren't that that stimulus bought time, but now the time has run out. Right, same thing when we talk about unemployment benefits and we talk about uh, the moratorium on foreclosures. Time ran out. And Pelosi was out yesterday. They're miles apart and blah, blah, blah. And I told you about the executive order stuff. That money, it's going to take a while. Right, so uh, that's where we were with job. Give me some, we got some more good news. Continuing claims. Continuing claims actually spiked up last week a couple of million. We went from 30 million to 32 million. This week, it spiked back down. Uh, and the good news on that, it was just under 30 million. So it was uh, 29 million in change. So as of this last week, we had new claims of just under a million. The continuing claims, which this is where the people that normally were getting that extra money didn't get it. Was just under 30 million people. So the good news is, hey, that number went down. The bad news of that number, it was just under 30 million. Uh, historically, if you want to go back, what did, what did it used to be? What was that number normally? When you talk about 2019 or 2018 or 2017, 1.6 million was about the number. One six, one seven. That was normal uh, continuing jobless claim benefits. In other words, on a weekly basis, over the last several years, anywhere from 1.5 to about 1.8 million was was normal. That, that's it. So now you think about God. We're at 30 million. Well, just under 30 million. So that one, there's a big cavern there, isn't there? Now, obviously, the unemployment number is not based on that number. It's not based on the 30 million number. It's based on uh, continuing claims for the regular folks. And what I mean is uh, the people that normally are allowed to file for unemployment benefits. So if you were a gig worker... Remember, and I educated you guys on this for years. You weren't allowed to, to file. Because of the pandemic, the federal government has a program that allows them to file. Uh, in the regular roles, the continuing claims, uh, I want to say, was just under $16 million. So $15 million something, something. That's where you're going to get the unemployment number. Uh, right now, that number appears to be like somewhere around 10, 10.5%. Then you got to factor in the other 15, <laughs> the other 15 million. So uh, the real numbers should be probably somewhere around 20, 21%. But, but, but they don't count those because I guess it's too hard to do it. You know, it's addition. And that, let's say adding is complicated, especially when the numbers are real big. Right? Even though the calculator goes out to the millions, uh, that, that's too complicated for the government. Uh, and, and again, remember, there's six different buckets for unemployment. They use the cheap, the lowest one, which is called the U6, but neither here nor there. That was the jobless claims numbers uh, for today. Uh, Challenger, Gray, and Christmas, they're the ones that track all the layoffs. Uh, and they're saying, again, layoffs still remain Highly elevated. We do have one more big wave. Uh, that's going to be the airline industry. The, the, the places where the claims went down the most, New York and Florida. 
if you took away New York and Florida, uh, the numbers were, were, were not as high. But you can't just take away places. Uh, those gains, at least in the, those two states, and that was really, without those two states, the number actually grew. But with, that, with, with them, the number was down. Uh, food service. That was the big, that was what the states reported. Not all states tell you why claims were up or why claims were down, uh, but New York and Florida both did, and they both said, hey, uh, food service, restaurants reopening, right, in both states. You know, Florida's been very liberal uh, in opening their state. Obviously not liberal in, in terms of the, the governor there is a Republican, uh, but they, they're, they're staying open, right? They're doing the openings. Uh, New York is slowly reopening uh, so those were where the, the growth was. And I think we'll see that hopefully, hopefully, as this thing goes on, we'll start seeing that here in Arizona, we are hoping to get the gyms open. Uh, the governor has delayed that, and, and now there's a big court battles brewing everywhere. Uh, I, and I don't know how much longer a lot of these gyms can hold on. You know, if they're closed and there's no money, uh, you're hearing more and more of these owners wanting to go rogue and open up. They gotta, you know, they gotta feed their families and their employees and all these things. And you know as well as I do, I, that's a lot. Even I, you know, we live in a we live the office here. We're in a warehouse district. You know, we're we're off the beaten path, if you will. We're not out on a major street corner, and and everybody uh, on this street, like we've got like a. Uh, Keiko Roofing, and we've got uh, air conditioning companies. We got a plumbing company. I mean, we're an industrial part uh, of of town. And just on this street, so when I when I get on the Parkside, just just this this one section of street, three different gyms are here, and they're little gyms. Right, they're CrossFit gyms and this kind of gym and that kind of smaller, what I'll call mom and pop gyms. Then you've got the mega gyms, right? The Mountainside Fitnesses, the Lifetimes, and all those places. Uh, if and hopefully we can get some of these open, because if this goes on, right, these places aren't going to go. They're all going to go out of business, and that could be, you know, adding the claims again. So this is the thing; it's heading in the right direction, right? It is decreasing slowly. I expect these claims to stay well above normal for the foreseeable future. In other words, when do we get back to 225000 I don't think this year. I, I, I just don't. And, and again, I, 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 I want to say we'll keep slowly getting better, all dependent on another wave. If another wave comes, right, we're going to go right back. And, and the problem is, is every time we shut down, Another big group of businesses go under. So the first time we shut down, there was going to be, and people were, hey, you know, 30 to 40 of these places aren't going to reopen. But then we've had another wave of shutdowns. And all of a sudden now, okay, well, yeah, throw another 10, 15, 20% on top of that that aren't going to reopen. If we get another wave, right, now all of a sudden, you know, could we have 50, 60, 70% of these small businesses not reopen? I hope not. But we'll have to wait and see. So I'm going to say on the whole today, a, a good number. That's my call. I think this is, at least it's going the right way. The problem is, 
how much effect is people not getting that extra money, 30 million people not getting that extra money, is that going to cause more strain and going to hurt layoffs going forward? So right now, if you're one of those people that's unemployed, you know somebody that's unemployed, uh, I don't see you getting a check this month. You know, it's already August 13th. Congress is nowhere close. So uh, by all accounts, this is going to, we're dragging into next week at least. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they got, it takes a couple weeks. The only thing, is it going to be proactive? They haven't said, I haven't heard that yet. I wish I did. I wish I could say to people, hey, don't worry. I know you're, you're two weeks now without some extra money. Don't worry, because once it comes, they're going to retroactive it, and you're going to get a bigger check. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that they're not, but I haven't heard that they are either. And if they don't, it's going to be a problem. Patriot Radio News Hour, I know. At least we got a little bit of good news. We'll be back right after the break. It's like, no, sir. Yes, Patriot Radio News back. Hour, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> phones are ringing. We're trying to get product here. Uh, air traffic controlling uh, the, the $20 gold pieces. We're down to the last 20. So we, we just... Uh, that's it. That's it. We're working on the next item, maybe before the end of the show. Uh, so uh, we know about jobless claims. Yesterday, at the end of the show, we talked about the stress test. Right. Remember, as part of the oh, we're sorry, and bailing out of the banks. Remember, we got to go back twelve years when we bailed out all the banks. We came up with this novel idea that the Federal Reserve would essentially conduct stress tests on the big banks, the quote-unquote too-big-to-fail banks. Now, I've educated you on the fact that you know when you put your money in the bank, you don't own it. And obviously, it makes total sense how could the bank loan out money to other people if they didn't know? you got to own the money to loan it. Uh, that's just banking law. It's been banking law a couple hundred years before we were even a country. Actually, like 300 years before we were a country. Um, but neither here nor there. Just one major bank, you know, whether it be, you know, J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, you know, B of A, Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, They've got trillions of dollars of deposits. And, of course, we know the FDIC insures up to $250,000, which, which is great, right? Which is great. If the FDIC had, you know, trillions of dollars, right, that'd be great, Right? If a big bank went under, if a big bank went under, right, the, it, it, you're covered. Of course, the problem is the FDIC's got like $30 billion, right? It's one thing, hey, if Johnson's bank on the corner goes under, no big deal, right? You know, they got, they've got $100 million worth of deposits, then they can handle it. And... No, no biggie, right? They got thirty billion. But a second, the banks have bigger, bigger banks go under. This is why they couldn't let the banks go under. 
back in 08. The FDIC doesn't have the money. It's not real. It's, you're not really insured. This was the problem of allowing these banks to get so big. And again, most people don't remember this. We changed all the laws of the government, along with, well, the central bank was saying, yes, 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 don't forget that, because obviously they, we're not going to do anything without the central bank. They changed all the laws that allowed for the creation of these mega banks. They allowed for this dangerous situation. You know, if you take the top 10 banks, just the top 10, you know, we only got like 4,000 banks left anyway. But if you talk, take the top 10, 90 plus percent of all the deposits are in those 10 banks. 90%. Right? That leaves the other 3,990 banks fighting over the scraps. So when, when you look at how these things really are working, that's, that's what we're up against. And, and so yesterday when we found out that the central banks own internal auditors and formed the, the, the heads, you know, Jay Powell and his crew, that the banks were misrepresenting, essentially what they're saying, the banks were cheating on the stress test. And they were cheating by essentially taking these derivatives, you know, these things that are never traded, you never hear about them, right? The first time we heard about these derivatives was the financial crisis. And essentially marking them like they owned a lot less than what they really did. So think about it, right? You're uh, J.P. Morgan, right? You actually own $55 trillion worth of derivatives. Now think about it. Here's one major bank. The entire economy of the United States is roughly $20 trillion dollars. We talk about a national debt of $27 trillion, and we come to find out J.P. Morgan, just them alone, has $55 trillion of derivative exposure. Right? These are loans that have been torn up and wrapped up, and you know they take uh, all their commercial loans and they tear them up and put little pieces in each one. Kind of like the housing market, right? We take all the homes, tear them up, and we put little pieces in each one, and we say that they've been, quote, unquote, securitized, right? Hey, we've securitized them, right? Because what does securitized mean? Hey, security, safe, right? And, of course, we found out, hey, it's only safe if people can pay, right? If people can't pay, then they're not safe. And so when you sit there and you think about what is happening today, right, and we see that the, the rents aren't being paid, the commercial loans aren't being done, right, and when you sit there and you think about all these things that aren't happening, that isn't happening, now all of a sudden these derivatives are important, really important. And... Today and what yesterday we learned, these banks lied. In the case of J.P. Morgan, they lied by $8 trillion. So now we've got to wonder, how safe are these banks? And again, 
can we let them fail? You know, they say they can. Right? Oh, no, we've got a plan that we can do this and we can do How? Explain it to me. How is it going to happen if the FDIC's only got $30 billion and the, and the bank's got trillions of dollars? And here's the problem. One of them fails. They all fail because they're all tied together, right? If J.P. Morgan can't make good on their derivatives, that means all the other banks that are holding equal or close to equal amounts of derivatives, right? So B of A, maybe they don't have 50, maybe B of A's got 55 or, or, or 50 trillion, right? And Wells Fargo's got 45 trillion and, and uh, Citigroup's got 48 trillion, right? And Deutsche Bank's got this many trillion and so on and so forth. All of their values would go down as well, right? J.P. Morgan's uh, go down, they all go down. Right? And, and this is how it works because they really all hold the same. They all did the same thing. So when we're sitting there thinking about, right, where should our money be, got to keep all of this stuff in mind. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. As we uh, talking about. How safe are the banks? They want us to believe that they're super safe. And, of course, when you go back to the first time we we bailed them out, and go back to 08, remember the the slogan, you know, too big to fail. That was it. That's what they called it. That's, you know, that wasn't, we didn't label it that. That was Ben Bernanke. Ben Bernanke was like, hey, these banks are too big to fail. So right in the title, right in the title, when you hear something, well, it's too big. Well, what do you do with something that's too big? Right? You start making it smaller, right? I mean, that's just common sense, right? But again, you know, we when you think about common sense, really, really smart people, not all the time, This not all the time, but a lot of times, and I'm talking really smart people. They don't have any common sense. Right? How many times have you said that, right? My wife and I were just talking about this the other day. We're talking about our two boys, right? The smarter one has a whole heck of a lot less common sense than the other one. These are really smart people. And I think they've got a common sense problem. Because not only did they not make these banks smaller, like they used to be, you know, how, how much damage have we done? We went from over 18,000 banks, Ronald Reagan was president, and this is when we started changing the laws. We did it in the 80s, and we did it again in the 90s. Right back when they thought they had everything figured out and they were going to have all, you know, the debt was going to be paid off by 2010. Remember Alan Greenspan, the maestro? Of course, history is going to have a much different view of him 100 years from now. But neither here nor there. We went from 18,000. We only got 4,000 now and fallen. And we took these banks that were too big to fail 
every one of them is bigger now today. Well, maybe Wells Fargo, they may be the same. But, and again, that's why maybe I think they're actually bigger as well. They're all bigger. And they have these derivatives that we never hear about. Right? Why would we allow one bank to have $55 trillion of derivatives? That just kind of boggles the mind. Right? I mean, if you added up the entire world's GDP, I don't even know if it comes to that. I don't think it does. I don't think it comes to $55 trillion. That's just one bank. So we know that the Federal Reserve has been backstopping a lot of stuff. They've been buying a lot of debt. We know that. And they promised to buy more. But remember, those promises were made when we thought this was going to be a 90-day problem. So now we know, okay, this problem is longer than that. And I'm sure they're prepared if there's not another wave. What if there's another wave? What if all of a sudden now, you know, remember, I, you know, I used New York City as the example. These restaurants that apparently in, in, the, last couple, in the last week, a bunch of them, according to New York, hired people back. But they haven't paid the rent. Right? They haven't paid the rent. So what if these businesses keep not paying the rent? And then all of a sudden there's a second wave and now we got even more businesses not paying the rent. I mean, what happens to all these derivatives? And, and that's really, I think, where, I, where the worry comes in, because we don't know. Right? We don't know. I, I think, I want to believe, I want to believe that we're prepared for where we sit right now. Now, obviously, we need another, you know, the stimulus stuff's got to get done and all this and that. But, but as far as the banks go, if there's another wave, then you really got to start to question Right? What is what is the health? What is the validity of any of this? Right? And obviously the stress test we learned was manufactured. The results weren't real. And of course they shouldn't be real. There's no way. It makes no sense. It never made sense. And and the fact that it came from internally inside of their own uh, their own research team tells you all you need to know. They know this. The, the, these banks are not solvent in any way, shape, or form when you have, and really it doesn't take that much. You know, when you think about it, a lot of us want to believe, well, you know, you've got to have 30, 40, 50% of the people not paying before the bank has trouble. Uh-uh. Oh, 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 nope. There's trouble at, at a lot of banks if 3% or 4% of people don't pay. You know, on mortgage, auto loans, it's a little higher. Right, auto loans—they can probably stomach five percent. Anything over that gets gets risky. Credit cards—they can stomach a lot more. Because you know, look at the interest they charge on credit cards. Right, they can stomach, you know, seven, eight, nine percent of people not paying their credit cards. Commercial real estate—they can't have five to ten percent. For heaven forbid, fifteen or twenty percent or thirty percent of them not paying. They, they can't. Just doesn't work. And these derivatives don't trade that often. 
And the next time someone wants to buy something right now, right, the central bank has to buy it. And so this is the problem. This is something that, that we all have to worry about. And, and the fact that we, we now know this uh, really puts the validity of the central bank in question, at least in my mind. I mean, the, the, it's a criminal organization. It's plain and simple. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. We are sold out of the $20 gold pieces. Uh, gold has taken off now. Gold's up 40. Uh, I'll tell you it's up 15, but uh, 1955. 1955 now on gold. Silver's up uh, anywhere. I'll tell you $1.30. Uh, Kitco will tell you $1.70. Uh, either way now, uh, gold or silver uh, squarely above 27, 27, 25, 27 and a quarter now on silver uh, as as both uh, gold and silver continuing to move higher as the the dollar uh, continues to, to really not get go anywhere. Uh, 93.18 now, so the dollar uh, right was trying to stay above 93, kind of breaking down again. Uh, we kind of had that little dead cat bounce. Uh, but the thing that's interesting is the Treasury notes. Uh, the 10-year note, remember, it, it was spiking higher. It's at 0.69, so almost 0.7 now. And that's that's the weird thing. You don't normally have rising rates and a falling dollar. Uh, it's not a great combination. I think uh, gold is starting to realize that now. Kind of got a head fake that down 100 day because uh, rates were spiking. Uh, the dollar didn't go with it. Now the dollar back under pressure like I thought it would be. Uh, take the time. Put things away. Uh, so I'm out of 20s. I do have uh, $55 liberties. Okay, the old ones again, 1866 to 1907. Now they're $585. $585 on a $5 liberty if you buy 10 or more, 580 at 800-951-0592. So we're out of the 20s now. Uh, don't have any more 20s at 2195. Uh, we do have the $5 Liberties, 1 through 9 at 585, 10 or more at 580 at 800-951-0592. So that's a $15 a coin saving. You buy 10 or more, you're saving $15 a coin from, you know, they were, you know, $5.95. Actually, really, uh, if they were not sale, $5 libs were over $600. Uh, so you still join part of this pullback here at 800-951-0592. And just as a reminder, uh, if you want to have flowers delivered to the office, they need to be here for uh, by tomorrow uh, Eric's uh, f- uh, funeral is going to be this Saturday. We'll have the link to Zoom and, along with the times and the details. Uh, they'll be on the website tomorrow. So those of you that want to watch it, uh, obviously with COVID, they, you know, we want to try to keep it limited here. Uh, but you can watch the, the funeral uh, by going out to allamericangold.com. Uh, and also, we're hoping by tomorrow... Uh, Eric did a show, about a four or five hour show, the first time we went up to, to the radio station in Colorado. Uh, I talked to Dave. He's been putting it together. We're going to have four hours of Eric. I think we're going to have that available on the KHNC website. 
Uh, for the for the people that never heard it, you're going to love it. It's a great tribute to Eric uh, and and what he was all about. He was telling all these great stories and remembering uh, a lot of great stuff in there. We'll have that available at our 1360 KHNC website uh, as well. So thank you so much. God bless everybody. And we'll be back for one more show tomorrow.